1: Myron Metcalf back here, or should I say uh, M. Diggity, my rap name, you listened earlier. We need a on a t-shirt. With a Nilla Wafer, and Manny never came up with one. Manny, what was your rap name? Did you have uh, one? Yeah, I don't Manny know. Manny Fresh
3: just... is easy, right, but it's taken. Yeah, it's taken. I might yeah. run into some copyright issues with that one. Uh, oh,
1: that reminds Marvelous me. Marvelous Manny? No, that's like a boxer name. Who's see how, the, uh, you uh, see how bad I am at that? <laughs> Who's the guy that we were talking about? Uh, so
3: post, post po- oh, Post Malone. Post Malone.
1: Did you guys see what he did? No. Oh, oh, the tattoo. What is he doing? What does it say? Always it says
0: always tired. Always under tired on his ass. Like, what,
1: what? So let me tell you something. I'm at the airport about four months ago in Chicago, and all of a sudden, Post Malone walks in. Come on. Now he's huge. He's pretty tall. He, he's about six three ish. Big guy. He looked like he had been up until 5 o'clock in the morning mm. and he'd set his alarm for 5.05. Like, he he looked horrible and they kind of motioned him up front. Hey, you're a rapper, you're a star, whatever. You get to go through some fancy line. But yeah, that that's not going to help. I guess it helps his thing because tattoos are cool, right? The kids like tattoos, always tired. <laughs> My concern is the kid who's going to do that to try to imitate him and not tell their parents and come yeah. home Cause growing up in my house, had I come home with an always tired tattoo under my eyes, uh, the next tattoo would have been almost dead, right? You know, like you know. And if rookie got that done, it'd say always eaten, <laughs> always eaten. <laughs> yeah, hey, it doesn't hurt. I mean, I got I got two tats. I got I don't have any. one on my inside wrist, and I got uh, my left arm. Didn't hurt a lot, but if you get it underneath your, your eye, eye wouldn't you be concerned about a slip? Because you could get. Like some some sort of idea and then like tattoos can get infected. So wouldn't you worry about something being infected around your eye? That's it's all it's all bad. It's all bad. You you know what people hope that Carl Towns gets a tattoo of? (laughs) I'm staying underneath his eyes. (laughs) Like that's what would make people excited. If Carl Towns on Instagram tonight posted an I'm staying forever tattoo (laughs) under his eyes, I think Minnesota fans would go crazy. My concern is LeBron James is going to make Carl Towns reconsider his future. Does that sound stupid? Maybe. Here's the thing. LeBron James is leaving this summer. I think most people agree with that because he realizes he can't beat the Warriors or the Rockets who can't afford him unless he makes a move and goes to a team that has some more firepower. And he's essentially been hinting at at that all week, right? There's a wave coming in the NBA, and it's already here, where these young players are going to look at what's happening with the Warriors and the Rockets and the Cavs, the Celtics now. I mean, goodness, Gordon Hayward comes back and gets healthy. Kyrie Irving's there. They have maybe another top draft pick. They've got multiple draft picks potentially next summer. They do? Yes. They might have a number one Mm -hmm. pick next summer, on top of everything else they have. If you're a young player in this league, a Carl Towns, an Anthony Davis, a Giannis, and sort of that second group of guys under 27, you're looking at this and going, we're next. We got to figure out how we link up in order to create this regime. Yes, Carl Towns can get signed here by the most money. He can make the most money here. Yes, the T-wolves are going to match anything that anyone throws at him. I don't even think people will try because they know that they're going to sign him to a max deal. My concern is, does Carl Towns at some point say, guys, I'm not staying long term, so you better trade me the Jimmy Butler situation, the situation that could happen this summer with Anthony Davis. Uh, Is he a free agent? Is that why Anthony Davis? No, no. Anthony Davis has two years minimum left. But if he's not going to go beyond that and you're the Pelicans, what what do you do? It's the Jimmy Butler situation. It's the Chris Paul situation. Hey, I'm not signing a long-term deal. You might as well get the most from me now while I'm still valuable. And my concern is that, Towns is in that Giannis situation where Giannis in Milwaukee has years left. He's made comments and outside players like Kevin Durant saying he, that Giannis should do what makes him happy. Some of these young guys are going to realize their power. I feel like and decide I've got to leave and link up with a Carl Towns with an Anthony Davis with another young player. And we got to form our own golden state warriors. That's the scary situation. I think about Carl Towns and his future here. Hmm. And I'm not saying he's gonna hold the franchise hostage, but because I know the 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 conventional
0: thinking is that a team in the NBA couldn't be built like that here because of the climate, which I think is b s because it what's is.
1: Golden state? I mean, well not even it that, but it's,
0: it's the co- it's the cold weather yeah, well, out of here. A, a you play half your games out of this market anyway right. and b, these guys aren't, it's not like you're walking to Target Center. Exactly. I mean, come on. You're living downtown and you're taking the Skyway. You well, got a I,
1: driver. Right. Steph Curry has a driver. He didn't even drive to the arena. Like, right. Come on.
3: Well, here's the other thing. Too, well, and then you have guys, guys have off season homes and stuff. Anyway, exactly. I mean, Jimmy Butler has a house in LA. Like who, who cares, they all live know? in LA. Yeah. But here's my, well, KG had a house in LA yeah. while he was playing here. Which, um, that should have told us something, but right. <laughs> right. Um, But here's the thing with Golden State, too, because everybody is, like, trying to, like you said, Myron, everybody's trying to put together a roster to try and beat them. I mean, the Rockets, that's why the Rockets went and got Chris Paul, because they're trying to get, put together a team to try and beat Golden State. The problem with Golden State is that the way their team was built was partially, like, the way they got themselves to be a championship contender was by drafting well and getting... You know, you drafted well because you got Steph and you got Clay. Yeah. And then you also drafted well. You did your due diligence and you scouted this four year player out of Michigan State who was an undersized power forward and you got him in the second round. And now he's turned into one of the best players in the league.
1: You know, help with that, Flip Saunders.
3: Right. And then, so then you got that. They get themselves in a position, they win a championship, and then the salary cap spikes. That was helpful. And that allowed them to get enough cap space to get Kevin Durant because Steph Curry was on a cheap contract because his knee his ankles were messed up and they were yeah. able to sign him to a cheap deal. So Golden State was I don't want to say it was built by accident. Yeah. But in they, they had a it was lot circumstantial. of things. It was circumstantial yeah. and they yes. had a lot of things go their way to get to but, this. Sort of super super max team that they have right now and everybody's trying to chase them, but they don't realize like there's just not enough with the, with the money that all these players are making and the way the salary cap is now you need some luck to go your way just to just to get to their level and I, I just don't know if there's a way for any of these teams to do that
1: well the good point on the on the warriors and the salary cap because it went down almost 20 million dollars after that summer. Their ability to sustain it, however, comes from kD and now clay apparently being willing to take less money yeah right? kDs saying I'm staying this summer he's got to have to take less money than what he's worth to do that That's the scary part
3: um, and you got Chris Paul, who apparently the other day I saw a report the other day saying that he is he's not expecting to take. To take any sort of a pay cut yeah. or take any take less money this off season because he's a free fine. agent too, and it's like okay, Chris. Well, okay, but and that's fine. You know, but if Towns gets to and the cons point, to
1: there are. But if Towns gets to the point, and he's very close now, if not already there, where he's a legit top five, six, seven player, he's going to have a lot of power, and it's yeah. going to be a situation. And I think Milwaukee's feeling this. The Pelicans are feeling this. These small market teams are feeling like if we can't put the talent around them, they can kind of say, okay, I'm not staying. Do what you want. I'm not staying beyond the contract. And then that puts teams in a situation, Kyrie, Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, where, yes, they're under contract, but they're still the one holding the cards. That's why this next year is so important. These next six months I think are so important for the Timberwolves and they have to make real, real—I think—real decisions on who they're going to be, and how they're going to be defined in the next couple of years. Is Andrew Wiggins the guy long term? What's going to happen with Jimmy Butler? Is just the group that you're going to run with, or is it we got to build around Towns? I need more. Hopefully, add more in the future, and hope that he stays long term. We'll be back after this. Myron Metcalf filling in for Roycey. Is it just lunch? Is it, it just
0: is. it's usually just lunch. That's that dating thing? Yeah. I actually had them on the beer show a couple months ago. Yeah. It it you know, I've been out of the game for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is a fascinating world how back, you know, when I was younger and you dated and just the complete transformation, it's it's come and how People are just looking for any reason, but the the stories that I that that she told me on the show were just fascinating. I just really? said, yeah, it, it was pretty. It was pretty interesting. It was pretty interesting.
1: Back in the day when when <laughs> I was in college, it'd been called "It's just eight dollars." because That's all I was spending. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what the meal is. I don't care if it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, coffee, or a snack. It's eight dollars. I know that, that much. Your limit? Eight dollars. I let her back supersize day, it. Listen, back in Cato. <laughs> you getting $8 out of me. Oh, yeah. $8. How much was the ticket? Movie ticket? <laughs> Sorry, you got to pay for your own. We're going Dutch. <laughs> I'll get the popcorn. <laughs> I'll get the popcorn. You got to handle the rest. Uh, the ESPN had a, 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 a thing where they said, the 10 hype players who are running out of time to become stars yeah. in baseball. Two players from the Twins organization are on that list. Who are they? Miguel Sano. Yep. Byron Buxton. Yes. And I have more sympathy for one than the other. Um, Buxton obviously has had some injuries, but I still feel like I feel like I've reached a point where you got to say it's, it's gotta be time because I know he's injured right now on on the DL, on the disabled list, but when with him, right? So, no, at least we are watching him play, and we know he's not who he was a couple years ago, and he's, will he ever get back to that? Doesn't seem like it. But at least with with him, we're seeing him out there trying. But Um, see, that's
0: where I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. Because I have a vastly different opinion on both of those players. And what you've seen on the field, and I know Buxton has had, a lot, and Sano, they've both had injury issues over their, their brief career so far. True. But one player seems to provide it all the time, and one player seems to never provide it, and that's effort. Buxton at least gives you the appearance that he's trying his ass off yeah, every is. time he's on the field. Miguel gives you the exact opposite, in my opinion. I'm not because I don't I don't I don't follow the team or you know I'm not with the team every day I don't know what he does behind the scenes I'm just saying when they cross the white lines I'm seeing one guy that's crashing into walls he won a gold glove last year for God's sake but, but he just can't hit and the other guy is just kind of he's showing up and he's. Maybe kind of taking it half, you know, casually. Maybe doing the bare minimum. That's and that's the problem that I have when we just, you know, when we're talking the difference but, between Byron Buxton and Miguel Sano.
1: But isn't a consensus number one prospect supposed to be diving for balls and, you know, doing some of these things? I, Buxton is great in the fit. I get that, but I feel like so many things are expected. We shouldn't be that surprised. Sano was more of a surprise.
3: I I think with Buxton, I think it's more. With the with the hitting thing with Buxton, I think there's there's a greater concern that he just he just doesn't have it in terms exactly. of, in terms of hitting. Whereas Sano, he's giving it to us. Whereas Sano, where like we know he has it, but he's frustrating because we also know that he's probably not. It, it's it, with him. It's more of a desire to give to give to 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 reach that. Reach that point because we know buxton is trying to get there but we just i i can i can understand somebody who is looking at buxton and ready to give up on him because they just feel like he's never going to be he's never going to be able to hit and as great as he is defensively if he's going to hit 210 i mean there's 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 a limit to how much you're going to be willing to sacrifice offensively for how good he is defensively he's got to be able to get on base once in a while, and if he can't do that, then I don't know if it's worth it to have him out there every day, even as good as he is defensively. With Sano, it's just like you know it's there, yeah. But we just we're not we're not seeing we're not seeing everything that we should be seeing with him, and a lot of a lot of it just has to do with him whether or not he has the de- the, the desire to be as great as he can be. But Reavers, would you rather have a guy who
1: showed you he had it? And then lost it, or a guy who's never found it. Like I mean, Buxton. I feel like we're in this waiting game, still. Hmm. And he came in with all this hype.
3: That's a fair question.
1: That Sano didn't come in with, and and not no, that that's I'm not saying, true. Miguel was a top four he, he, prospect. He, he, he was not to this degree. But I, I'm saying, Buxton. We thought just add water. All right, right. Yes, that is true. But but I'll put it this way. I think with these two players.
0: The ceiling, as we as we stand now uh, in June of 2018, the ceiling ceiling for Byron Buxton is still much higher than it is for Miguel Sano. But what do we have to base that on? Buxton still has the ability and the chance to become a five tool, all around difference making player. Again,
1: but are we making that guys. up in our heads? And Miguel, but are we Miguel, making that up in our minds? M- M-
0: no, because Miguel is never going to be an elite defensive player, and Miguel is now turning himself into. Maybe a power hitting first baseman slash DH. Well, those guys are a dime a dozen. He he's never going <laughs> to win a Gold Glove. He's never he's never going to be an elite defensive player. That Buxton. Well, is. That, and again, they're both they both have, have have failed. I think in terms of living up to their hype, whether that's their own fault or not is another story. I'm just saying the ceiling for Buxton is way. Wh- and this, I tell you what, if if these two players fail or if these two players succeed. Byron Buxton is much more valuable to this franchise going forward than Miguel Sano is.
1: Yeah, I, I, because of what he does in the field, I get that. But we also have floaties and training wheels on him still, and I don't think we criticize Byron Buxton the way that we go after Sano. And again, because it goes back to the effort thing, I think that's. I think, and, and it goes back to the, the personality base, with the fan base. Well, it goes back to a personality too. Sano looks like he doesn't care, right? Yeah, yeah. Buxton says the right things, has this great demeanor. I get all that. Nicest guy in the world, everyone says, but isn't that the problem? Wouldn't you rather see a nasty mm. Byron Buxton at some point come out with an edge and make you feel like, hey, I heard what everyone was saying, and I'm here to respond to it? I just want to see that once, and and I don't know if that's in him. But so don't might be 30 pounds away from erasing everything negative that we thought about him. I wonder shoot.
0: how much of it, though, has to do with the fact that he's in this market because I think a lot of people, and I've heard this from others, that – they expected this kid to be a combination of Kirby Puckett and Tory Hunter right away, which
1: was fair. And that is the, maybe not right away,
0: but that was fair. But, and that's what the instant gratification of the world that we live in right now, because of the Baseball America's the MLB yeah. Top 100 shows, we're seeing these are saying, "Well, we I need results now, folks." It's baseball. Sometimes it takes a while, and I know again it it hasn't lived up to its bill, and a lot of that has been because of injury. But that swing needs work. I'm just saying I'm still not giving up on the
3: kid. I'm I'm not giving up on him either, Reavers. But my thing with Buxton is it's kind of like what we talked about, like with Pat, is I don't. Buxton is not showing that he has the natural ability to hit.
1: That's my concern. And,
3: and as as terrific as he is defensively, and we all know, like he is, he is an A plus center fielder with with the glove, mm-hmm. but. If he if he's only gonna hit 210, there's just to me, like there's a limit to how much you can have him out there on a daily basis. Because especially when the twins lineup is the way it is right now, where really nobody nobody who's not named Eddie is hitting in the lineup right now anyway. That's the problem. You you gotta have Especially right now, you gotta have a guy like Byron Buxton giving you more with the bat.
0: Byron, you asked last, or you know, just a minute ago, what, what, uh, what gives me a reason? Yeah. The second half of last year was not a joke. Yeah, it was. Real. And the second right. half yeah. of you're last right. year, you're right. Is I think what when we saw that it was saying, okay, whatever. The light bulb just went off. Yeah, I think what Byron's biggest problem is he is thinking. Way, Way too, too much. And he's not relying on his God-given ability. That's what I but think I his main problem
1: is. I, I agree. I don't know how you bring him out of that. To Manny's point, are we trying to rebuild a swing? Or are we trying to build a swing that was never there? Like, to me, we're talking like we push this combination and he finds it, right? And maybe it's just not there. And if it's not there, then he's not who we thought he was. His ceiling goes down. Who he is in the field is great. But everything else... Is such a huge part of what we expected of him. And I think I just hope he can get there. But, but I'm, he plays, I'm frustrated the, to the point. Where I'm just frustrated because I thought I was seeing something very, very special and maybe it's still there. When you see it though in his face with
0: Bucks and I'm talking now, he plays with a tremendous amount of I want him to do that at the plate. You know, but he when you see him play, I remember two year or twenty fifteen when the twins ended up being okay that year. I remember him scoring on an infield single from second base to win the game, and you saw that emotion come out in him. Yeah, I think that that also plays against him at times, where he's so hard on himself. And baseball is a humbling sport. Very, very true. You know, and it's it's so it it's you've got to be mentally tough. And when you're a kid and you're trying to work through that, meanwhile facing guys throwing hundred miles an hour, yeah, it can be tough. But again, it's it's he, whether the Twins ultimately succeed or not will will largely depend on the growth and the development of Bucks and over Sano. I firmly believe to, to
3: that to a degree, this with with those two guys, in some ways it kind of reminds me like it kind of reminds me of Wiggins and Towns. Where they, yeah, both, they both have flaws, but they have flaws for different reasons. Like Towns, you look at Towns and you know like the value that he brings to the table you know it's there and you gotta have him out there, but he's a guy that thinks too much and puts too much pressure on himself, and that ends up getting him getting him into trouble. That sounds a lot like Byron Buxton. You have Miguel Sano, who has all the physical tools to be a all time great hitter, but you just wonder about the dedication and the commitment to to get to that level. Well, who does that sound like?
1: Yeah. Chris Reavers. <laughs>
3: Well, I I just, for me, it's not, I don't think it's a hundred percent, you know, complete comparison with the two, with the four guys, but I think there's a little bit of that between the two pairings of guys.
1: I just think Sano is easier to fix. We'll be back after this.
2: Johnny, what do you got for us? Uh, Well, first of all, let me tell you, in this update sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. You have enough things to worry about every day. Insurance shouldn't be one of them. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance.
0: Ba da da, ba da da. Twins Angels. I got the wrong page up, John. It's I'm okay. sorry. I had That's to play fine. something else. So just, 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 just deal not, with it, I'm John. Fine.
2: Yeah, I'm okay. Twins Angels open up a three-game. Kind of a bad way to end the week. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there is that better. Thanks. I appreciate Since it. Since you asked for it, Twins. Twins Angels open up a three-game weekend series. Uh, tonight at Target Field, Lance Lynn, who's uh, upped his record to four and four, so he's going for win number. Hey, five. I ripped him earlier. He's been really good the last he, month. Yes, yes. Garrett Richards goes for the Angels. Twins lineup: Dozier, Rosario, Escobar, Logan Morrison, Grossman, Kepler, Miguel Sano hit seventh. Mitch Garver and Ryan Lamar. We knew Shoei Ohtani wouldn't be pitching in this series, uh, but now he won't be playing either. In fact, he won't be playing for a while. He's been put on the DL with a grade 2 sprain of the older collateral ligament in his right elbow. Uh, he's going to be reevaluated according to the Angels, in three weeks. Go for baseball team. Oh, by fun. the way, you're skipping over the biggest part of t- What's that? tomorrow's game. Oh, obviously. that's right.
0: Chris, Chris Reavers will dominate T.C. Bear in the home run derby again. Talking all that nonsense.
2: Watch me hit like seven six (laughs) hoppers up the middle i had a chance last year tc only hit one home run like i I hit three on the warning track couldn't Mm. get any further that was the end of my strength kenny you like my chances of beating
0: the bear in the home run derby tomorrow he's pretty good he's pretty good you want to come hang out and i do know he hates you with a passion more more than i do i know really Uh, i'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna trounce you guys have kind of bonded over that Mutual hatred. Yes. Yeah, that's why I get along so well with
2: them. <laughs> did you say in the hallway, Kenny? I didn't think anybody hated Chris more than you. Oh, <laughs> I, that's a joke. Oh, gopher baseball team playing Oregon State out in Oregon this afternoon. Uh, the it's not going well for the Gophers at this point. They are down six to nothing in the top of the fifth inning. Uh, in the winter, of course, we'll move on to the College World Series, middle of June in Omaha. Uh, they will play uh, this game, then they'll play a game tomorrow night at eight thirty. It's best of three, so if they have to, they'll play Sunday night at eight o'clock. Where, where's the game, by the way? It, like ESPNU on oh, track it's and field? Oh, it switched
0: eight sixty-five on your TV. Right, you gotta tell me. They things. started so at, on ESPNU because the other game hadn't finished. I don't it, it was. This- was it West Virginia I was, like, was, Who it was that bad
2: it was uh, Washington and Cal State Fullerton and the last two innings took about an hour and a half that's wow. the one big problem with college baseball is yeah, we think the pace of play in major league baseball oh, is bad yeah, it's, college it's bad. baseball's really bad uh Saints in action they're back at home tonight playing the Sioux Falls Canaries at CHS field NBA playoff basketball—you'll be able to listen right here tonight. Game four of that Golden State-Cleveland series from Cleveland. Warriors, of course, lead the series three games to none. They got no shot, right? It's going to be a sweep. Yeah, it's o- it's it's That's over.
3: It's over,
2: and it's over for LeBron and
0: Cleveland too. This is it. I'm gonna—I I would bet you, but I'm done making bets about the NBA
3: because <laughs> I'm, I'm losing every Look single Look at that house in LA, man. <sighs> He's moving. I bet you he'll drop a triple double in tonight, though. Yeah.
2: Three-year-old chestnut colt named Justify can win Thoroughbred Racing's 13th Triple Crown with a victory in tomorrow's 150th running of the Belmont Stakes. 35 times since 1918, a three-year-old has arrived in New York with a chance to win one of the most exclusive clubs in any sport, but it's only happened 12 times. Houston Texan safety Andre Hal has been diagnosed with Hodgkin lymphoma. The team announced today he's undergoing further testing and evaluation. Isn't this what Eric Berry, didn't he have the same thing a couple of years ago? Yeah, I think he was, did. Him. Wow. Uh, Hal said in a statement, my faith in God and the support from my family, friends, teammates, and coaches will see me through this difficult time. Hal is entering his fifth season in the NFL, all with the Texans. He signed a three-year deal with Houston in August 2017, played in all 16 games for the Texans last season. Somebody called the police on Wyoming's only college football team today. The caller complained the University of Wyoming football players are playing music too loudly during practice at War Memorial Stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Stadium got got a jumbotron with an improved speaker system a couple years ago. Laramie police say they got the call at 7 this morning. Too early, apparently, for at least one person in the neighborhood to listen to the music they were playing while the team practiced. The Casper Star Tribune reports. I'm trying to watch Judge Judy <laughs> turn it down. <laughs> the Casper Star Tribune reports. Campus police went to the stadium, got the music turned down. Wyoming receiver Austin Conway tweeted later, who calls the police on their football team? And <laughs> one other baseball note. San Diego Padres pitcher Jose Torres has accepted a suspension without pay. For the rest of the year for Major League Baseball, after his December arrest on domestic violence charges, the suspension will cost him three hundred forty-nine dollars out of his $550,000 salary. He has not pitched this year. He had a good year last year, though. 24 years old, he was 7-4 with one save and a 4.2 on ERA in 62 games for the Padres. He pleaded not guilty January 9th in Maricopa County Superior Court in Phoenix to charges in a December 29th indictment felony aggravated assault with a deadly weapon or dangerous incident, and misdemeanor recklessly defacing or damaging property of another person.
1: All good stuff. We'll be back after this. Myron Metcalf back. 1500 ESPN with Nilla Wafer and uh, Marvelous Manny. That's all I came up with. I'm M. Diggity. That's my rap name. Um, first off, the Stanley Cup final was amazing, right? It, even though it was lopsided, if you don't appreciate hockey, like, like to me, hockey is one of those sports where if you're like, ah, I don't really care about hockey. If you really settle in and watch playoff hockey, oh my God, like playoff hockey will change you
0: watching that game last night. Cause my son, my six year old son is Started to get into it, which yeah. is kind of cool. because yeah, Well, hey, it gives me an excuse to have the game on instead so <laughs> yeah. of the wife wanting to watch something else. You know, yeah. another episode of Fixer Upper that she hasn't seen 700 times. But what's kind of fun is to just really dive in. Oh, man. And the effort level that those guys give when they know they're on the brink of elimination Amazing. is truly, truly something to watch. It re- it really is.
1: Ovechkin's a monster. Yes. Um, And in a sport like that, where the margin of error is... Is so small to see an individual, just like control the ice the way he does, and impact the flow of a game is is really remarkable. But I still contend that you know NHL goalie is the greatest is is the most difficult position to play in all of professional sports. Yep, and I, I will always believe that. And if anyone disagrees with that, check out the goal that uh, led to the three two game. I mean, it was ultimately the game winner when Flurry blocks the shot and somehow. Slips underneath him and goes behind him, and there's just no chance. There's absolutely no chance in the third that he could have seen it or stopped it or or could have stopped a second time. Yeah, And a guy like that in the NHL, one mistake, all of a sudden people will criticize you or it's your fault. Like there's no position in all of sports like an NHL goalie, especially an NHL goalie, in the playoffs and the pressure they face, there's yep. nothing like that. nope because you're on an island. It's, 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 it's you.
0: It's just you.
1: I mean, granted, yeah, you need to have
0: competence in front of you. Yeah, but, but it. But it's it's on you. And you're. And the thing is, the difference between being the pitcher in baseball, the the quarterback in football, or you know, name your position in basketball, the difference with the goalie. You are on the ice yes. the entire game. Mm-hmm. It's a whole there deal. There is no deal. relief. There's no. no, oh, I get to sit for a couple minutes. You're on the ice. You now, granted, the, the play could be happening on the other end of the ice. You're out there for yeah. every minute of the game. The whole time.
1: There are people who say things like, well, what about the goalie in soccer? He's got to deal with a bigger goal. No one expects that dude to stop anything, right? <laughs> that goal's a mile wide. Like, he, he's not supposed to have that much of a chance considering the skill on the field. And hockey, because it's smaller and there's less space, people have this expectation that you're supposed to block everything, you're supposed to stop everything. Mm-hmm. You see how much equipment Fleury's wearing? You see, this guy's getting attacked by some of the best forwards, some of the best players in the NHL with a, a Stanley Cup on the line, and he's given everything. Yep. I tell you what, I don't care if you like hockey or not. The passion of that guy, who I think is 37, 38? Something like that. Who, who, uh... Pittsburgh made available in the in the expansion draft with the Knights, uh, made him expendable. Goes to the Golden Knights, helps them become a, a team that makes the Stanley Cup and Stanley Cup Finals first year. To watch that dude, the way he was playing, the passion he was playing with, all of those guys, Manny. I, there's not a sport where I think you see more passion in championship moments than hockey. Like I think hockey players show that passion. In those moments, more than any other athlete that I can think of.
3: Yeah. And, and a lot of it is just because of sort of the, the grind that it is to go through a playoff run because the game, you know, the game is so physical and you have to work so hard just to get a goal. And you play those games repeatedly over the course of, you know, you go through an 82 game season and then you go through two months of, playoff hockey and then you finally get you know you get to that that ultimate moment like you you just you you can't put a price on it and you can yeah. see it in the emotions from Ovechkin last night when he finally got the cup and was able to hoist it up as was the captain beautiful. I mean I was and I've been an Ovechkin fan for a long time like because I've always I've always liked him because he always got sort of the the second he was always viewed as kind of the second fiddle of the league behind yeah. Crosby because Crosby got all the all the attention and, and he had a ring you know and, yeah and and ovechkin was always kind of looked at as the great player who can't win the big one and then yep. now he finally wins the big one and now what can anybody say and, about him
0: you know you mentioned the post-game celebration and there is none better than than when the stanley cup is being passed around and hoisted because you just see these guys are physically beat and yeah. exhausted yep. but yet, yeah i gotta grab that <laughs> you know i need to hold it because i won't it touch it until my team wins it but as cool as the – because we are all pulling for Ovechkin. Yeah. I think that that's fair to say just because he's been at it so long. But mm-hmm. nothing for me personally – I don't know if you guys have seen this. Nothing's going to top T.J. Oshie's oh, yeah. post-game oh, that was beautiful. presser. That was not beautiful. presser, but his post-game interview. Yes, interview. And then seeing his, dad, his dad who's struggling yeah. with Alzheimer's and for them to hold the – I mean, that got me big. Yeah. I mean, I know T.J.'s and a local kid. He's from here. But my God, that, it got doesn't a get, it doesn't get better you, than that. I got yeah. it,
3: my first radio job. Up in Roseau. I actually got to interview Tim, TJ's dad, a couple times, and he's a really good dude and really passionate about hockey. Really passionate about his his kid being, you know, a talented player and, and getting getting that goal of getting to the NHL and and you know for TJ to have that opportunity to to hoist the cup and finally finally that's win cool. a Stanley Cup. I that's mean, cool. that's it was beautiful. That's huge, man.
1: Beautiful. And then, like you said, the words after. I just think there's so much passion. You can't take a break. In that sport, at that level, um, you know, we'll watch the finals tonight. We'll watch the game four tonight. If the Warriors are down by twenty, I'm not going to assume it's over. I know they can score, make up that in a in a or third might, quarter.
3: Or it might be, it might be if they're down by twenty, they just they just pack it in and they know they got game five at home and they'll just put the Cavs away. Yeah, I mean, either, <laughs> either way, it
1: never feels right over. They never feel vulnerable. Baseball, I feel that way in a lot of ways. You can go. Down 4-5-0, one good sixth or seventh inning. All of a sudden, the game's turned. Football, you know, whereas in hockey, it doesn't work that that way. Like you don't have as much power to make things happen because the sport is so difficult to master and to execute.
3: And a lot of and the times skill level need, is so even. And a lot of times, you just need a, a lucky bounce. Yeah, like that
1: flurry, the shot on floor in the third. I don't know who hit. I don't know who made it, but I mean it's. He block. He stops the shot. Great save, and and the puck literally kind of slides underneath him. There's just no hope. But the
0: play that I think that really turned, you know, because people keep forgetting that Vegas won the first game of this exactly. Series. The save that Holtby made. Oh my in yeah. game two Completely changed. Oh the, my goodness!
1: Completely changed. Changed this series. I tell you what, playoff hockey. If you're if you're one of those people who's like, oh, hockey's not playoff hockey will change you. I and, mean, that is an intense ride. Yep. And I love it. I, I miss a lot of the regular season because I'm in basketball, working on basketball stuff. But I love playoff hockey. And the difference between the two sports in basketball, you
0: know, for the most part, Golden State and Cleveland, the best yeah. the, best, the teams best teams are going to be gonna represented in, you don't know that in the yeah. finals. Yeah, you don't know. But that. in hockey, Helen eight seed won the cup just yeah. a couple of years ago. It, 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 it it's all about how well your goalie's playing, but how well your team is playing. Exactly. At the, at the and time, if you
3: can get a few breaks, yeah, a you lot. Can, yeah. They all all the great teams, even the best ones, they they need a few breaks to go their way.
1: And uh, the Caps got enough. Congrats to them. We'll be back after this. Myron Metcalf back on the ride. Filling in for Roycey, Ravers. Nilla Wafer. Marvelous Manny. <laughs> I told you that name's going to stick. It is. M. Diggity. Myron Metcalf here. Uh, it's been a fun show, fellas. I always appreciate the opportunity Flies to come by, It does it. fly by. Yep. And it's always fun to do it, and I always... Uh, Love having the opportunity. I never take this for granted. Um, some sad news about Anthony Bourdain oh, yeah. uh, earlier today. Committing suicide, 61 years old. Um, famous TV host. Really popular show uh, on CNN. Um, and you got a lot of people who are coming out and saying, this is really sad and it is. My My hope is that we don't only respond to this when celebrities or athletes or superstars are involved uh, because I don't think that solves the issue. I think it is the only time that it seems
0: to get attention from a, from, you know, a widespread audience. Yeah. And that's, and that's unfortunate because mental health, everybody in this planet deals with yes. it in, in one way or another.
1: And, and I think part of it is the Twitter social media element of yep. people just kind of latch on to it. But yeah, it's, it's affecting people worldwide. Yeah. And clearly, I guess what I hate when people say is they go, well, see, even a celebrity with a bunch of money can be in this situation. It's like, well, it's all relative, right? I mean, it's not about what they have. It's that there's this universal thing that affects people. um, And situations like this happen, whether you're rich, poor, whatever. It's not about that. It's about the, the issues and challenges that people are facing every day. And I don't want to say they're not sure how to handle them, but leads to this situation. The whole point of this is, The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, the number there is 1-800-273-8255. That's, again, 1-800-273-8255. There's also an online chat, um, I guess, uh, thing you can do online. And I put that out there because there are legitimately people who clearly need help Mm -hmm. and want help. And there are also people after the Bourdain situation saying, well, I wish you would have had the right resources. I wish... It's not that simple sometimes. Mental illness, uh, mental illness is complicated, uh, and there complicated. are layers to it.
0: There was a story I saw, too, and I believe it was in the Pioneer Press, about the rising rate of suicides, it's not going only just up, in the state up. of Minnesota, but yeah. nationally, and it is truly frightening.
1: It, it, is, it is very frightening. I Especially don't, with young people. Young people, it's happening, and I don't know. I'm no mental health expert. I don't know how to solve all these things, but I do know this. Remind the people in your life that you care about them and you love them. That matters. Because as much, as insignificant as that seems at times, that might change them. That might affect them. And that might give them a brighter outlook on tomorrow. Thanks again, Reavers. Thanks again, Manny. Myron Metcalf, 1500 ESPN. Back again sometime soon, hopefully.